Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and normally what I do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry, but I will not be reading from my book of poetry on today. Today is February the 11th of 2022. In a few hours, we will be burying my grandfather, my mother's father, Orange Easley Jr. In a few hours, I will say something very brief as I was asked to write a poem, but to make sure that the poem was a short poem to which I obliged. Today I'm having very, very mixed emotions. And the reason is because January the 9th, on January the 9th, I turned age 48. 20 days later, on January the 29th, my grandfather, who is like the pillar of my life passed away. 20 days after I turned age 48. That's not even a full three weeks later. And then on February the 9th, 30 days later, my very first grandson was born. His name is Amar, A-M-A-R. And his last name is Sereno. One of the most beautiful souls and human beings I have ever seen in my life. And this is the secret that I've been holding on to, is that I am now officially, at age 48, a grandmother. That is literally an example, in my opinion, of the cycle of life. They say when one leaves, another one enters. And I recall not trying to speak this over anyone, but just knowing that it was going to happen, having a feeling come over me, letting me know how this cycle of life was going to unfold. And I remember calling my mother and telling her, are you ready? Because on one hand, she is losing her father. On the other hand, she is gaining a great-grandson. How do you process the joys of a new life entering into the world and then the heartache of losing a life all at the same time? And the conversation that she and I had 
went a little something like this. Mom, yeah, are you ready? For what? Are you ready? Because something tells me that granddad is going to pass away before Amar enters into this world. No, that's not what I'm feeling. I said, what are you feeling? I feel like it's going to be the opposite. I feel like Amar is going to come into the world, and then your granddad is going to pass away. Okay. Well, either way it happens, are you ready? See, we ask those questions often. Are you ready? And to be quite honest with you, as much as we say, yes, we're ready, as much as we try to convey or try to display that we are so confident in certain changes of life that occur, I really don't think that we are ever ready. We're not ready for how people respond to death. We're not even ready sometimes of how people respond to life. We're just not always ready. And so as I process my emotions, I just wanted to say to those people that feel like you always have to have things together, that you always have to be quote, unquote, ready. The way life is subject to change instantly without any type of warning, without any type of time for you to prepare yourself, prepare your emotions, prepare everything, finances, prepare whatever is necessary for you to wrap your mind around losing a loved one, wrap your mind around gaining a loved one, what that looks for in your world, how to readjust to your new normal. As much as we try to say, I'm ready, we weren't ready for the pandemic at all. Those of us in Texas, when we first had that snow in, we weren't ready for the snow in. So many of us were so unprepared. None of us knew how in the world are we going to survive without water for days? How is it that we're going to survive without electricity? There are some people that are still traumatized by that experience to where when it happened again, folks were getting ready in hopes that it wouldn't be as bad as it was last year. So as much as we like to say, I'm ready, I'm ready, are we really, though? Because this has given me an opportunity to really evaluate some of the things that I say that I'm ready for. Let's say, right now, I've been talking about the Dear Future Hubby podcast for over a year, and I've been on here speaking in reference to the things that I've experienced, the journey that I'm on, what dating looks like for me and looks like for me, what courting looks like for me, um, all of those things. I have taken time to express what my journey has been like 
for the past year. And even in going through all that I've gone through, the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, all of that, the joyful moments, all of that, the reality is hitting me that there's a lot of things that I have not been ready for. Because it's one thing for us to say it and for us to prep ourselves and for us to truly believe that we're ready. But it's another for you to have to apply what it is that you say you're ready for. I was having a conversation shifting gears because y'all know I will do that. Um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. Excuse me. And I was telling her how, and they laugh at me to this day. They really have a a field day laughing at me because even though I had launched the Dear Future Hubby podcast, a couple of my friends, they don't even know each other. So I was like, wow, that's crazy. Both of y'all had the same mindset. They were like, okay, so now you got the Dear Future Hubby podcast going, and that's great. We're proud of you. But when are you going to get out and start dating again? And I was like, oh, no, child. The way my heart is set up, last time I tried that, got my heart broken, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and pass on that opportunity several times. So they would give me a couple of days, come right back. Okay, so how are you going to ever find your future hubby if you don't put yourself out there and start dating and getting to know people and kind of see what's out there? Because you don't even have a clue. You know your experience with one individual that did not have a quote-unquote happy ending the way that you would have preferred it to be. But at the same time, you really don't know what it's like in the dating pool. You really don't know um, if there's even anybody out there worth marrying, or do you? And I was like, yeah, no. I haven't even, you know, haven't tested those waters. I'm not ready. So... Eventually, maybe it was peer pressure, I was told, okay, so you don't have to take it seriously. You could just go get on a couple of dating sites, have a few conversations, um, and just see where it goes. And I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and get on a couple of dating sites. So I get on a couple of dating sites. I have some of the, the who. If you listen to some of my episodes, they're off in there somewhere. I had one date that I was just like, for real? I think I even talked about it on the podcast. And I was like, if these are the options that are being made available to me, I will be single for the rest of my life, even with, as the CEO of (laughs) the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I'm just not going to be able to do it, not in this lifetime or the next. And then I go on this site. Some of y'all know it is, uh, well, I don't want to advertise it, but I'll put it like this. It was a site where you were able to pay just a couple extra, I'll say 20 bucks, for you to see who was interested in you as a lady before you extended, I'm going to say, a thumbs up to let them know that the feelings were mutual. Now, mind you, we're only basing this off of photos and basing this off of a little brief statement of who you are and what you bring to the table, so to speak, and what you're looking for. So go through that process. It was a whole lot of swiping left for me. Then I started to realize, even in that, 
wow, Lord, am I shallow? <laughs> am I picky? Has my, Have my standards changed? What am I looking for? I wasn't ready for the epiphany that took place while I was attempting to date. Fast forward. I come across a photo, and I could tell some of those photos were not recent photos, but there was something about this particular individual that made me swipe to the right. There wasn't anything, and it, 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 okay, so let me back up. There was so many things that I could have said no to because I am not normally an individual who dates older guys. I'm also not, because normally I, I just do, like when I have dated, it's been younger men or my same age. And so... And I'm not talking about, like, 25 years younger. I'm talking about, like, maybe seven years younger. But um, I literally, for some reason, was like, you got to do the opposite of what you've been used to doing. So if you have dated younger men, if you have dated men that are about your age, why don't you jump and try to date someone that's just a little bit older. And he's not older, older by far. He's only four years older. So I was like, okay, if this is a numbers thing and I'm just collecting data, because initially that was my mindset. Oh, girl, you're just collecting data so you'll have information to share with the masses in reference to, in your experience, what is out there in the dating pool. So I jump and I commence to saying, okay, Let's see what this fella has to say. So this fella sends a message to me, very polite. I send a message back. We have a brief dialogue for a couple of days. And next thing I know, he's asking me for my phone number. And I'm like, yeah, here you go. Excuse me. So I give him my number. And... We have a conversation. The conversation lasts a little bit over an hour, and so he offers to Zoom me. And that was a first. I've never had someone say, can we go ahead and Zoom one another and, you know, see how that goes. So y'all know, and if you don't, I'm about to share it with you. There are times that when you're looking at photos that when you see the individual, they may not look like the photo. So if you are attempting to date, then you must prepare yourself for that, especially if you end up having a Zoom date because you don't want your facial expression to tell it all. But what I did, I did something a little different. I did not put on makeup. I did not have weave in my hair. See, the photos show what I look like whenever I am all dolled up. My thing was, let me show this individual, whoever is going to be on the other line, what I look like without being all dolled up. And if we can have a dialogue, if we can have a conversation, if we can, you know, be okay, then maybe 
we'll see if we can go on a date in the future. So this individual Zooms me. We ended up being on that conversation for roughly a little bit, almost two hours. So I laughed a lot. He laughed a lot. Um, I was able to be myself. He was not thrown back by the fact that I did not have makeup on, that I did not, quote, unquote, look like the photos, but I did. So really, I looked like the photos, according to him. I just didn't have makeup on. But it didn't catch him off guard. I was wearing my natural hair. And so uh, that did not catch him off guard. So those were points for me because I was like, okay, so, you know, you see my natural beauty. You are not trying. You're not intimidated by the fact that I'm not dolled up. Actually, some men like it when you have don't wear makeup and when you, you know, wear your natural hair. So that was something that I was just, you know, trying to observe. So then after our Zoom conversation, I told him what my what my agenda was. I told him what my intentions were. I told him what my this whole dating thing was about. Now, mind you, on his profile, he said that he wanted something casual. On my profile, I said I was looking for relationships. But because I was only looking at this for a data collection opportunity, the fact that it's that casual did not bother me, so I proceeded. So after our Zoom little, you know, meet and greet, I did not hear from him for almost four weeks. So if I were an individual who was caught up in the petty, then I would have internalized that situation. I didn't hear from this person for almost four weeks. Uh, we had a wonderful dialogue online. We had a wonderful dialogue on Zoom, and yet apparently I was not what he was looking for. And so I didn't do anything about it. I just literally kept getting to know people. And so what I'm learning is a lot of times, because in this particular incident, he was not ready. So because I put all my cards up front and let him know exactly what I was in expectation of when it came to dating someone, getting to know someone who I'm going to spend my time with, because I was very intentional in terms of I need you to know this up front because I would prefer for you to literally dismiss me, do whatever you got to do instead of get involved with you, get to start liking you potentially um, and forming a relationship with you, and then later on you do that. So let me tell you everything that I'm in expectation of up front. You tell me everything you're in expectation of up front, and then we'll see if this is a match or not. So when I didn't hear from him for those almost four weeks, that was in my mind. Oh, okay, it wasn't a match. Let me keep going forward. Well, again, he wasn't ready. That's fine. So later on, I get a text message. And the text message went a little something like this. 
Hello, Teresa. I know it's been a minute. However, you've been on my mind. So I wanted to take a moment to reach out to you, see how you're doing. Hit me up if you'd like to talk. And then he pretty much always ends with letting me know who it is that's texting me, (laughs) something that he does. So I was like, okay. I didn't get that message right away, mind you. So in his mind, well, I let that opportunity slip through my hands. After not reaching out to her for almost four weeks, I could kind of see why um, she wouldn't respond. So in his mind, I dissed him, for the lack of a better word. But I didn't get that message. I was actually going through processing bad news that I had received earlier that day. So the next morning, when I'm checking my messages, I noticed that he had reached out to me the day before. So I reach back and tell him, thank you for thinking about me. You asked how I was doing. I'm actually not doing so well. I have applied for seven promotions at my present employer and was denied all seven. The next thing, he lets me know that he's sorry to hear about that, and he said, I'm a good listener, though. And because I am a good listener, I would love, I know that your favorite, one of your favorite restaurants is, and he named one of my favorite restaurants. And that let me know in that moment he was attentive to what I said because that was, I pretty much talked about that on our Zoom call. So the fact that he remembered one of my favorite restaurants made me feel wonderful. So then he said, we can have breakfast if you like, and we can meet at this time if you like. Excuse me. And I agreed. I showed up on that date not thinking about, quote, unquote, dating this individual. I showed up on that date knowing that I would get an opportunity to process my emotions of the rejection that I had been going through at my employer. I went on that date with the mindset that I was going just to have fun. There was no expectation because I'd already made up in my mind that this individual was not ready for what it was that I desired. And so I accepted his truth and I showed up in my truth. That date lasted for over three hours at that table. On the first date, He asked me on my second and on my third date. So before we ever even finished our food, finished our conversation on the first date, he asked me for another date and then another date. So now, fast forward, me and this individual have formed such a close relationship that I have had so many losses in my life since he's known me. He has had 
it's crazy. He's had the same amount of loss in his life. And I believe and he believes that although when we initially met each other, we were on different frequencies in terms of what we viewed relationship to be and what our objectives were and what our goals were, all of a sudden, after having conversation after conversation and going on date after date after date, because he kept asking me on multiple dates. So fast forward, now he has become one of my confidants. He has become one of my best friends. And I believe that just because he was not ready for what I was ready for, believed that I was ready for, it takes certain people to come into your life to show you the reflection of who you are in your now season. Excuse me. So for him, how I believe that he plays a very, very instrumental role in my life to date is showing me what I truly am ready for. And helping me to see things from other perspectives. See, we can say all day long that I've done the work, and that's great if you have, but there becomes a point in time that you will have to apply what it is that you've learned about yourself internally and externally. You will never know if you are ready for anything until you apply what it is that you've learned. I'm not ready to say goodbye to my grandfather. And I know this because going to the viewing yesterday where I thought I would be strong enough to handle seeing my children grieve, where I thought I would be strong enough to greet everyone and be supported in my grief, I broke. So if I broke in that moment where I thought that I had done all the work and I thought that I had processed all of this and I was ready to be able to be a pillar for everyone else and I could not even stand in the strength that I thought that I had developed over these few weeks to be there for my family, just because we say we're ready doesn't always mean we're ready. Sometimes it takes more time. And that is okay. So I don't know if I am going to be as strong, quote, unquote, as I once believed I would be as we lay my grandfather to rest today. I'm going to have to pull from something, from someone, maybe even my own children, who will be in attendance. But to know that I stepped out on faith initially to collect data, and now it's like a beautiful relationship, healthy relationship has formed because I kept my mind and my heart open to the possibility. He kept his mind and his heart 
open to the possibility. Both of us have experienced failed relationships, both in marriage and in dating. And a lot of times, because you have experienced failed relationships, you'll say you're not ready because you just don't want to get hurt again, and that's okay. We both were guilty of that. But we created such a safety haven for one another that we were able to communicate and articulate and convey in certain situations, this is why I think the way I think. And then having the opportunity to reform or re-implement new thoughts because now you're in a new experience, out with the old, in with the new. Let's cast down some of those strongholds that have tried to exalt themselves above what God says you are and who God says you are and what God says you're capable of. Let's reintroduce ourselves in a way that you, even if you've never been with anyone like me and vice versa, let's not take those experiences from people who nine times out of ten did not really deserve or had not really earned the right to even be with us, and I know that sounds kind of cocky, but some of y'all will get it, you know, because sometimes if we're just completely honest, let's just be completely honest. If we are completely honest, there have been times that we look over our past relationships and we, we are like, what was I thinking when I was with that person? That is the vein that I'm talking about. When you literally are like, what was I going through? Because I see them now, but how come I didn't see them then? I could have saved myself a whole lot of grief. That's the vein that I'm in. It's not saying that you're better than them, and it's not saying that they're better than you. It's just saying that for whatever reason, you did not fully see who you were dealing with until it was too late. But had you had that information in the beginning, your decision-making process would have been a whole lot different. That is all that I'm saying. And so even when it comes to getting to know people, do you know how many people draw the conclusion of who they think you are based off of somebody else's experience with you? But they don't give you an opportunity to introduce yourself and they have they may have a totally different experience with you to the point that when they're talking to that individual they're like yeah that's i don't i haven't i i can't even agree with you cuz that's not my experience with this individual 